Wait, what do you mean? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League episode. That was you. That was your overlay. That was fucking you. I know. No, that was not. It's episode uh, 190. It's... Golden Glue might go gray at some point in time during this episode because he see he was a second ago. I started the show thinking people would see it, uh, and he came back to life. And I I don't know what what occurred. Uh, shout out to Alienware and Gamefield for sponsoring. <laughs> Thank you, Alienware Gamefield for sponsoring the show. Uh, I'm joined right now by my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going good. I'm a little confused because he's still gray for me on Skype, but he's oh, really? fine for you. Yeah, like when I look at my Skype, I see the the gray version that we saw before. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm very excited about this. Um, regardless, I'm doing great, dude. Shut yeah. up. There's so many good shows on right now. I'm like overwhelmed. I'm what's oh, he's dead. Um, there's a lot of good shows. I'm watching The Circle, which is coming to the conclusion this week. Bachelor in Paradise, Squid Games, uh, or Squid Game. Uh, there was something else. Oh, Love on the Spectrum. I just finished. I love that show. And then, um, Reservation Dogs. Like, That's there's still so going. Many I feel good... like you were talking to me about Reservation Dogs like months ago. I mean, it comes out every week. It's it's not like a Netflix kind of dump and binge. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff right now. Nice. Uh, well, as we move into the entertainment section of the show, uh, let's first introduce Golden Glue so he can participate in it. Thank you for coming to the show, Golden Glue. Anything interesting happened for you lately? Um, so I guess we're just going to accept that I'm gray. This is just going to be... Uh, turn it, You can turn off it. your Skype camera and turn it back on again. Maybe it'll work. Okay. Maybe. I like your, your setup, though. You ha It looks like you live in a very nice place. The, the window in the background is great. Yeah, I, I do like where I live. I live in, oh, now it's fine again. Yeah, I, I, I turned it on and off. It seems like it worked. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling good. You know, we won... Uh, so we had the Proving Grounds Grand Finals yesterday. Uh, for anyone who hasn't been paying attention, I started coaching 100 Thieves Academy this year and uh we basically won the academy equivalent of like lcs finals or whatnot the biggest tournament you can win so um feeling good about that and feeling even better about going on vacation so yeah spawn was in chat earlier and was really worried that you were going to shit talk him uh are you planning on doing that on who on spawn he works spawn? for team uh, liquid uh you might yeah. you're not even familiar with him who? i see who no yeah no, Spawn, Spawn's great. It was, uh, I mean, we went to game five twice with them, so it was, uh, it was, it was fun. Nice. Uh, Mark, we're getting a little bit that. of echo back, I think, on, on your... your. Oh, you want me to let me try that? Sorry, I probably had it close to my face and it was jacked up. No, it's um, Yeah, I watched that series last night. I thought you guys were fucked. Because <laughs> uh, the reverse sweep just looked like, okay, they'll 2-0 start for TL looks, looks wrapped, and then game four and game five were just brutal brutal massacres by 100 yeah. thieves and then game five is actually close which i was, I was really happy about it was, a, it was a fun series yeah game five was a hard after after game two i like i got the guys i mean the morale was pretty low right i got the guys together we huddled up and i was like guys this is our last fucking huddle of the year get your shit together let's fucking do this and we also thought like we were just playing really bad like we didn't think it was like these guys are like so dominant we just thought we we're playing really bad and then we got our shit together uh, game three and game four were, yeah, they're really good stops. And game five was, oh my god, I almost, had a, I almost had a heart attack. Like, it was so, it was so back and forth, and it was like, it'd be looking good for us, and then 
then we gave them soul and then we won the elder fight but then we didn't win without it was like it probably was a banger to watch but i was having a heart attack i would have been so depressed if we lost after like almost reverse sweeping that would have been so sad i feel like that's like when a, when like your coach like when coaching you earn your stripes is when you go into one of those series where you're just shitting your pants the whole time and you just can't do anything as a coach other than just yeah you just you just shit your pants and like that elder fight like you said like i thought you guys were fucked and then you know they they like two peel off two stay on the elder i'm sure spawn in chat was also losing his fucking mind at that moment that like you know the split call and then yeah you guys punish him one so it was yeah. uh pretty nuts and you guys both had like fucked up rosters because of like people getting taken for the main squads right for like practicing i i mean we had subs i don't know fucked up rosters is the word i would use but I just mean, like, not, not the, yeah you had these not shitty the players that were just bad. like ruining your roster i, I mean like you know your, your rosters got pilfered uh basically um yeah i mean it was interesting we we knew that like uh, we we're gonna be sending players to worlds some of our, our subs so uh we started using gamsu and chad jungle since the beginning of the tournament so we are a bit more practiced with them um so yeah, I mean it is what it is. I, I, I think a couple teams like, actually I don't think Cloud Nine did. I think we were the only two teams that, I, I, ironically, we we're the only two teams with subs and we were in the finals. But um, so I don't know. If there's much correlation, but yeah, who, who the fuck knows? And and Golden Glue, Orcs. you're the one. There's a rumor around you right now where you're you're tired of coaching and you're going to come back and be a starting mid laner next year. That's you, right? I've, yeah, that's me. I was I was on vacation yeah, recently. So. Spot right? You're... Yeah. I'm actually taking the. I'm actually just owning my own new team. Actually, gotcha. Okay, nice. I'm excited. Golden, golden, glues. Golden. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Something. Golden warriors. Yes. Uh. Well, back back to the entertainment portion of the show that always happens at the beginning. So, Mark, you've just been watching all those shows. Is what you've been. What you were saying. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of good shows coming out. In the short future, too. People are saying Foundation's good. I'll, I'll give that a crack, but I'm, I'm a little hesitant on it still. I read a review um, that it was not great. I heard mixed mixed things. Like, episode one just had, like, so much awful info dumping. But they're hoping that, like, now it's caught up and it can be normal. I don't know. Um, but, like, I'm looking forward to the Wheel of Time show. I'm looking forward to Dune. I'm looking forward to... There's some other movies and stuff coming out, too, that I'm just Matrix? losing track, track of. But... I don't know. It feels like shit's popping right now. There's just so many, so much good TV and stuff going on. Are you are you excited for Matrix? Or we had this conversation maybe last week. Uh, no, I don't think so. The trailer did not get me excited. It looked like a rehash, and like yeah. maybe they'll find a way to make like that a meta narrative point and make it good. But like on the surface level, like it's cool to see them in there again. But like what made the movie so good was like, it's a bunch of actors who actually took the time to learn the martial arts. So like it's convincing and yeah. the source material was intelligent or not source material, but like the, the themes and stuff they're going for were good. And now it's like, well, if you just retry the themes, it's not as good. All the actors are way older. So you're not going to pull off the same stunts you did before. Like, I just can't see a world where it's as good as the matrix and two and three already sucked ass anyway. So I, damn, I went and watched... Uh... Wait, did you like them? I like the Matrix in general. I thought all the Matrix was cool. I mean... Yeah, Matrix is just fucking cool. I'm excited for the new one. But just because I like the Ma Matrix like IP. I just like the world. I like the universe. I think it's cool. Oh, yeah? You like two hours of shooting metallic squids in the third movie? You like how it yeah. turned into Pearl Harbor? 
20, 20,000. Yeah, I don't really remember the movies that much, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I'm a just a resident hater of all things. That's uh, true. Yeah. So. No, First the IP movie, is though. cool, and I, I think that they... I mean, I'm, I am hesitantly hopeful for it. I think... Uh, by the way, I know this is a League of Legends show, everybody. We'll, we'll get into it, but on these slower weeks, we tend to just talk about stuff. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, the trailer did get me hyped, I have to admit. I'm uh, I'm hoping that they kind of pull back a bit, and they're just like, oh, this is a simple Matrix story, because I think that's what will be good. Finish Star Trek Discovery, which is good. I know I'm like... I feel like a nerd for some reason in this nerd world for liking Star Trek, but it's still pretty good. I need to finish Ted Lasso. Uh, and then this week I've been playing Deathloop, which I've been enjoying. Uh, Mark, I think we're still getting a little bit. I don't know. You can take a look at the Discord. You'll see if it's lighting up or whatever. But uh, I've been playing Deathloop. And then I also got – I did a sponsored tournament for a game called Eternal Return. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, I actually played that game a bit. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's kind of like a Battle Royale MOBA type thing. I mean, it was yeah. I got sponsored for the stream, but uh, not for this. So I don't know. Take, take from it what you will. But I, I thought it was cool. And then everybody's very excited about Arcane. Uh, and but, but that's, we can have this final. Here's how we'll bridge it back to League of Legends. Uh, are either of you guys excited about Arcane? I don't really know anything about it. I've been kind of busy getting dubs. I haven't really had time. All right, all right. Eh. Too cool eh. for school over here. Uh, I watched the trailer. It looked good. I'm excited for it. I I just don't really care about league lore. Yeah. So like, it looks like it could be a good show, but I I don't really feel any level of like fanaticism for like, oh, this is something I've loved for so long, and it's finally coming to life, and I can't wait to see it on the big screen. Like that just that element that you sometimes get with fandom doesn't really click with me. Yeah. That's, really I, I think because I've been, I've talked about this a little bit before, but, uh, because I've played league for so long, well, I obviously I haven't played it much lately, uh, more rune Terra and all that stuff or my lore things, but because, you know, just playing since the beta, they've changed the lore so often that at a, a certain point in time, several years ago, I just like kind of checked out. Cause I was like, I can't, I'm like, there's so many characters and so many stories, but so many of them get changed and retconned and everything a million times over. And so it just becomes like a jumble in my mind. So I'm hopeful that I'm not like super excited for Arcane, but I'm, I am optimistic that I will go in and hopefully watch it and then leave being like really excited about what they are now doing with League of Lore. And hopefully this is, allows them to stabilize and I can start to reinvest, I think, fandom into that universe, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so Travis, that makes I, have, sense. I have an extremely important announcement to make. Okay. The most important thing we're going to cover tonight. Uh, oh my goodness. You wait, did you get another cat? Uh, get another cat is not quite the whole story. <laughs> uh, but we're watching another cat for six months. For oh, six months? Six months. Yep. That's Luna. Oh I my god! That. I don't know which way to turn my focus to get it right. Oh my goodness! What? Uh, what? How did this happen? Um, Ashley's parents uh needed us to watch the cat for a little bit, so okay. that's we went up and picked her up last weekend or this weekend, a couple days ago. Okay. You can just go around giving people bad luck. Just take her on the streets. How is yeah. this one dealing with the others? 
Uh, she's pretty, like, different than them. Both of them, we've turned into lap cats. The other two, she is not a lap cat. She wants, like, peace and quiet and just kind of keep to her own. So we just kind of have her kept in here while the other two boys get used to her. Okay. Are Don't they... let Kobe see this. Was there any... Yeah, yeah. Sh... Do... Was there any hissing or anything going on? Are they oh, upset? There's always, like, hissing, but you just put them in two different rooms and put one in a cage and let the other one sniff each other and they hiss and then eh, they chill out. Okay, well... <laughs> Wonderful. A whole nother animal to... Well, this one's not a lap cat, right? So it's not going to really show up on the show. No. But I'm just going to leave my camera here the rest of the night. Great. Anyway, okay. Well, let's talk about League of Legends esports. So, interestingly, in the past week, uh, groups have been drawn. And so we now know what the groups are. Obviously, oh shit, we didn't have group draw before when we were talking about worlds. Wait, right, exactly, because they did it. I think Holy on shit, I didn't remember. They did the draw on Tuesday, early Tuesday morning, and we did the show on, or no, no, they did it early Wednesday morning, and we did the show Monday night. So it didn't necessarily make sense to move the show to Wednesday, but uh, now we can talk about group draw, uh, and then obviously uh, Golden Globe being on. I think one of the big things we can talk about is proving grounds. Amateur and Academy. Uh, this I, for all the people who say that we we hate hundred thieves. This is yet another hundred thieves person on. We've had quite a few lately, um, and so we we can talk about that his situation and moving into the coaching world. A lot of different stuff to talk about. Uh, maybe we can even take an arcane call if somebody convinces Mark to uh, that there's a, a good one. Like I don't know what it would be. I'm not going to give you the take, but I like arcane. I don't like arcane. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a that's pretty basic, Mark. I'm hoping that we can have. Yeah, so I'm like, else. what are they gonna say? Oh, should we talk? Do should we wait and see if there's a a a call about the tweet? The tweet? The we don't support fiestas. Well, it's not a tweet. It oh was a God. it was, was the website. Tweet, yeah, but... Right. Whatever. Yeah. 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 I was gonna. I. I don't know. I'll just say this, and then maybe somebody can call in and like argue about it or something. Uh, I realize I'm going against the grain on some of the other like influencers and folks, but uh, I don't. I thought that was really overblown. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me and knowing like how big companies work. But I'm like, this is not like an official riot position. That like everyone really wanted to be outraged by it, and I was like obviously not the ideal thing to write here, but it's not like they went and tweeted. It's not like John Needham head of esports, was like, <laughs> playing teams are shit by the way, or who cares about those guys? It was like a random sort of error message type thing that you had on a random website that just said like fiestas, you know, it was like, and people call things fiestas all the time. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna get dogged on a ton for this, but I was I really surprised. It felt like it was a really. What'd you say? Let so him I know. Think, I, I think that's a dog shit opinion. Okay, okay, let's talk about it. Because I, I, I'm trying to understand why it was like so wildly offensive. Um. Okay, so you literally on your official like it was whether it was on their official Riot website, right? It was like on an official RiotGames.com. Like no, it was on like the LOL esports pick'em page, but yes, I know. Sure, that's yeah. still like an affiliate. That's still like an affiliate of like a Riot official page for yes. a tournament you're running, 
and then you're calling the teams that are like in the qualifiers for the tournament like they're fucking monkeys in a fiesta or something like that's like clown you know that, that's literally the like connotation when you say fiesta is, is it like, yes the connotation of fiesta is like no one really because people talk about lpl games being a fiesta like that's to me uh, i'm like we see fiestas at worlds every year and people say like wow what a fiesta that is i don't like for me that maybe that's the big disconnect maybe for me i look at that and i'm like yeah a fiesta is like a messy or wild or unusual game it is not like these are monkeys in a cage. I mean, Fiesta just has a connotation of like these people don't really. Con- I feel like it has a connotation of like these people don't know what they're doing, or like I don't know. There's just like a, definitely a negative connotation to like they're not like professionals, right? Like this is the world's. You know, imagine it's like for a, the Olympics and it's like the Olympic trials or something, right? Like this is supposed to be the be end all of like League of Legends tournaments, and you're saying it's like a Fiesta for the player, the teams that like qualified. So I don't know. It's just like really weird. And like the fact that obviously the head GM of Riot is not going to say that because they're not that stupid, but you'd hire someone who is stupid enough to post that on their official website. It's like, I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous. Okay, Mark, be the tiebreaker here. Am I? I mean, I am ready to sit on this fence for a little bit more. Because I feel like, on the one hand, if it was an error, then, like, the reason it went out is probably more, like, oversight. Like, someone put in some generic copy and that needs to get updated, and whoever was in charge of publishing missed the message that this needs to get updated and, like, just sent it out. And then it got published, and, like, the original writer or whatever was like, whoa, 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 that's not the actual copy. And, like, those mistakes can happen. But at the same time, I would, if you didn't know that it was a mistake, you know, for the first couple half day or whatever it was that the initial message was up. I understand why people would be mad, especially because Riot themselves has done so much work to remove like a negative con- connotation from these teams before with changing the term wildcard to emerging regions. And then it's like, well, they've been emerging for like seven yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think emerging having... region is like a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, there's but, a bunch yeah. of weird terms. They, they've put teams into play to make people watch play So it's not just this worthless tournament that they have to invest a ton of resources into with a bunch of like lower viewership regions uh, and that's why one of the reasons that like major regions compete in play-ins more now and stuff like that like to have done so much work over the years to paint this situation in a positive light to then have an, an official post calling it a fiesta even sarcastically looks really bad um and it's an insult to the teams and, and the people to be like oh yeah we just don't support this this shit yeah uh, wasn't it also like we don't support these fiestas right wasn't that yeah. the message it's not just fiestas right you could maybe use the word specifically fiesta but we don't support these fiestas. Yeah, that's a yeah. Okay, okay. Messaging. That is fair. Uh, I will. I I so here for me it was two layers. It was one. I did not feel like the the wording or whatever was that offensive. Like, it's not like oh we're waiting for. And I still kind of stand by this a little bit where it's like, I I think I would be as outraged as other people were if the wording was something like we're waiting for the good teams to show up or something like that. But I felt like this was like borderline enough that it's not, but I tell, I get what you mean. And I think especially Mark's point on like, they've tried to do a bunch of work to change the perception of what plans is and like really incorporated or whatever. I get that. I think the secondary layer for me was always going to be, yes, it is on the law website, but I'm like, it's not, it's not like the headline of an article. It's not even like an article. It's not the, official messaging for it it's like a, an error code 
type thing. So I was like, I don't really feel like this is Riot making an official stance on what Plans is. So that's, I think, the other reason why I just had a hard time feeling the outrage that other people did. That's it. I mean, did, but, did, Golden Glue, did you buy the um, the excuse or the explanation that they put out? I don't even, I don't, I don't even remember what it was. I didn't read it, I don't think. Oh, so after like uh, 12 hours later or something, they, they, they released a statement about it and they said that um, that that was temporary messaging that was put in by the person who was like writing the article. Because usually the way it works is like, Someone yeah, makes yeah, I, I, know. Yeah. I think that's a good like that at least if whether that's true or not that's definitely a good reasoning right like that that's like relatively fair but why is that how is that your like you know your your because usually that would be like a vanilla message right no like those... oh really <laughs> I, yeah when I at least like for the LCS and the people that I work with like if you need to update something people will put in the trollest shit ever until they get the actual copy that they're supposed to update with like so many tosses that james or dash reads in like rehearsal and stuff is like so bad <laughs> you just say like ridiculous shit because you're gonna fix it later and it's like you're just trying to get a joke out of him like see what you can make dash read on the prompter and sometimes people like i would believe also i think this was message that like the copy the person who wrote that copy was frustrated that they weren't supporting play-ins and so i think they were saying it like kind of Oh, this is so meta. It's so funny then if that's actually like the case. Yeah, so I think the writer was like upset that the decision comes down that they're not supporting planes. And he's like, yeah, well, of course not, because we don't support this bullshit fiesta, you know? And then <laughs> they write that while like waiting for how they want to actually word it. <laughs> and then that goes out. So, like, <laughs> I, wow, I, that's, that's so meta, it. dude. That's actually so meta. <laughs> I think that's actually how I took it, but like, you know, who, who really knows at that point? But it's it's pretty believable to me having worked with like, you know, just some of the people at the LCS where you're like, oh, yeah, you gotta, gotta update that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that, and so that's kind of my other sentiment on this is like, I just, I don't, somebody in chat was like, yeah, you they link to it from the client. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't, this is not a philosophical belief at the company about play-ins. Like, for me, I look at all the other work that they've done around plans to Mark's point, which is why this is, you know, to me, both I agree with the the concern more now because to Mark's point, they've done a lot of stuff and this undermines it. But on the other hand, like, I'm going to trust all the work that they've done to try to legitimize plans and to try to change the opinion of some of these other teams more than I'm going to, take uh, like, care about this random text that's on like a plans site for group for um, pickums and stuff like that so i don't know i just for me i was like this i don't know i'm i'm big on nitpicking and being outraged about stuff but i was just had a hard time feeling the oh the audacity of riot games to to disrespect people now yeah, i'm over it let's go next topic no more okay business. okay well <laughs> I think now it's time to, to, I don't know, Mark, if you've started pulling anybody, but we've got yeah. group draw, we've got proving grounds, we've got, I don't know, any golden glue questions. I'm trying to think if there's anything else major that we, I mean, it, it's still kind of the quiet, quiet week. Uh, I guess rumors that not only, obviously, we had, we talked, I think, about beer coming back before. Uh, I thought there was a good chance he was going to leave TSM, but um, like a 50-50 chance or maybe even slightly more, but now there's some reporting from I think Esports Maniacos that uh, it's likely that he's joining TSM, which uh, poor Power of Evil, but who knows, maybe Power of Evil has another option ahead of them. Um, 
And yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I think that's mostly stuff over the course of this week. The group draw gives us more stuff to talk about with the predictions and stuff. So yeah. I, I assume at some point we'll just go through, you know, and kind of give our thoughts of, because we talk also have planes to cover too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think we'll uh, probably okay. talk about more about plans next week because it's, we'll be right before the start of it. I think we're, we're doing stuff the night. The fourth is the night before. So maybe we'll talk about, or we'll truly preview plans then, but maybe we can start to have general conversations well, about would, world scripts now. I would also float it by you if you wanted to do, given that we're, there's no there's no new information in theory between today and then maybe we push it one day and do it tuesday night and i can recover from my casting and like take a nap and then oh do it the first night of worlds yeah i'm not i don't think i I think i can say this i'm not working the first night okay so i'll be able to watch the games and i'll have flipped my slip schedule already and i think i should be awake for like it waking up for hotline league at seven would be fine Okay, let's talk, let's talk through it uh, offline, and, and we'll figure yeah. out. But yeah, here's, here's your warning, everybody. There's a chance that we're going to do this on Tuesday instead of Monday. Um, all right. Uh, Mark's grabbing our first caller. It looks like he's already got some people. Thank you to Maury Wakes, uh, ACGC9, uh, Red Rain Final Fantasy fourteen, Caroline Trethan for a year and a half, uh, Captain Dabbeard, Warden Winter, Ari Waddle, uh, Mass Dog, Cesis Caroline, X Yosh, It's Kyler, East Round Net Events, and uh, yeah, it looks like uh, there's some other folks. We'll get to them as well. But Mark should be joining any minute, and here he is with Hollowed Horizon returning to the show. Remind everyone where you're calling from, Hollowed. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. How are you guys doing tonight? Houston, Texas. Yo. Nice. There you go, go uh, Grayson. <laughs> yeah, you're from Texas. Yes. Yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Dallas Fort Worth area. But... Dallas okay, Fort Worth. Got yeah. you. Well, Holland, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so I've got an interesting take. Uh, I guess this will probably be one of the more tame takes that uh, come on tonight, but it's an interesting one to talk about. I think, um, which is that hundred thieves definitely got put into the group of death, and they are definitely going to struggle to get out of there. Um, look, the the reality, or sorry, the semi group of death. Um, the, the reality is, is with Team One and hundred and uh, Edward Gaming in there. Um, I mean, their chances of making it out are, are, are really slim. I mean, just kind of looking at the last little bit of stats, EDG dropped three games, and they look good in best of fives. Um, I mean, T1, it's it's T1. I, I don't really know what, what their chances are of realistically making out of there. Maybe they show up in the same form that they did, like when they were playing in the LCS, especially in that finals against TL where they looked really good. Um, but I don't know that that's going to be enough to get them over the line against those two kinds of teams. All right, so a hundred T in the group of death, the world's first semi or semi group of death. So yeah, why do you say semi? So then, when, then who is the group of death? <laughs> so let's it's look at the damn one FPX rogue. Rogue is not the group of death team there. That they're just the the poor schmucks that got thrown in that group. Um, but it's damn one FPX. That's like that's potentially a finals matchup, right? Like. Well, we always have this issue every year where it's like hard to define the group of death. I've always thought the group of death was like, wow, all four of these teams are like yeah. going to destroy you. Um, I, I found I found one, Mark. Um, okay. uh, thank you, though. Uh, uh, yeah, here we go. The, I got it up on the, the group screen. group of death conversation always uh, is a little weird because for me, it's like when there's three good teams and someone kind of gets fucked out of making top eight in the tournament. Um because all three of them technically should get through there. 
And while all these groups are hard, no offense to Rogue or 100 Thieves, but like pre-tournament expectations, I don't think you would probably paint them as top eight teams in the event. Um, and in that sense then, like while these groups are very fucking hard to get through because the top two are really nasty, I don't think, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's just, you know, Rogue would have gotten out of any other group. They just got fucked in there. Like, would they have that much of an easier time in Group B? Not particularly, to your point about Group B also being tough. Well, do you think they're not, like, if, if 100 Thieves, for example, got swapped to Group C, don't you think, you know, like... Just call Group C I, Group of Life right now. <laughs> I think if they get switched to that group, I think their chances of survival go exponentially higher, especially because, like, PSG Talent is no joke. Um, RNG... Uh, for me, not super impressive. Fnatic is, you know, Schrodinger's, you know, flip-flop team. Um, so, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like, I mean, Group in A and Group B look like, I mean, I, I mean, even Group D, like, looks fast. fast but when you, when you just look at Group A, Group B, it's just like, holy fuck. And th that's only with the three teams. Like, maybe one of the good wildcard teams joins that Group 2, and then it's, like, really scary, right? Um... I definitely think. I mean, the, the initial question was: like, You think you thought that hundred thieves rolled group of death or semi group of death? I definitely semi think. Of death. I definitely think when I saw when I woke up and I saw the draw, I was like, "Fuck, we have SKT <laughs> and EDG in our group." <laughs> Fuck, like I mean, yeah. the, the the one positive though is like whenever you get rolled a like tough teams like that, it always feels so much better to win. So when you do win, and, and they are BO1 games, right, in a round robin, right, it's definitely not impossible to beat, um, you know, it, it, any team, any team can beat any team in a BO1, right? So depending yep. on like, how the draft and preparation can go. Um, so it can be definitely, it can definitely make some exciting games. I'm very excited to watch our team play against EDG and, and T1. Okay, so yeah, I have and, not watched the World's Group Draw reaction video for... The hundred T team, have you guys? I'm. It is. I'm curious it's what their good. reaction is. It's, yeah. I haven't either. It, that must uh, be I saw. Wait, is it the meme one? I saw a meme one that they did. It was. It was like with the freeze asking, or maybe it was like I, freeze getting asked with someone else. I think it was FBI, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you know what a great group. We're having a lot of fun." Like right as the camera pulls away, one of them like screams <laughs> "fuck" and it gets cut off or something. <laughs> Automatically assume the meme one is the real one. Which, to be honest, that reaction is a fair and valid reaction. If you found out you just got. SKT, well, T1, I always call them that, and then EDG in your group, it's like, it's not quite the group of death because you have the two tournament, like the top two tournament favorites in another group, but I mean, God, is that rough in Group B. Yeah, I think in terms of prospects, it's it's pretty close to the same to me. I mean, you have the one and two from both LPL and LCK in both those groups, and you know yeah. they made finals, and they had pretty hot runs, like FPX lost but they still look nuts through most of the playoffs and you know t1 obviously is is a beast even though they lost to D dom one so like no matter what it's it's a pretty clear one two favorite and the other thing about it is even though it's not shown here assuming play-ins have no upsets it's already decided which teams go into groups as well oh like, is it uh, really yeah because oh with, well, who goes with where korea, so with korea and china having four teams and you can't have two teams in the same group um and a north american team coming up as well Group oh, D right. has to get LNG if they make it in, which makes that group a fair amount tougher. I actually think LNG looks decent. Hanwon, Hanwon has to go into a Group C. I think it's C9 has to go into Group A, and then uh, P, uh, Beyond Gaming has to go into Group B, the other uh, PCS team. Interesting. 
Okay, so uh, I have a brief. I'm sorry. I do. I have. I feel like I. I, I want to ask this question because that. That. Go for it. There's one European team that we're that we're missing there, which is that. So it's wait, Rogue Fanatic. Oh, never mind. We're not missing. I keep I keep thinking that they have the four, but it's not some of the three. Yeah. Never mind. Yep. So that that would be how it shakes out. I do think you know four hundred thieves. The nice thing to to say would be you know maybe the PCS team is is potentially the least scary, even though they are actually pretty good for the PCS number two team. They they were able to challenge PSG in the playoffs quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. which is more than it usually is. Usually people think that's kind of a one team, you know, like whoever's the best team, which is PSG historic, like the last couple of years, they, they just turbo stomp. And they kind of did the regular season, but then playoffs were close. So like beyond, not a joke, but I think when you just compare the other three teams for 100 Thieves, it, it's nice that you're probably getting them. Gotcha. Can I ask a follow-up for that? Because I'm actually really curious as to what yeah. your response be as a caster. Um what would be your upset team if something like what is the team that you're watching for upset in plans in for plans. plans? I mean, I don't want to get too off topic because we'll probably have some plans conversations as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the groups are really interesting because LNG and Hamar uh, are on the same side and TL and uh, beyond are on the same side. And then TLs and beyonds wildcard teams are actually, I think the stronger of the, the, the minor regions um, they have the, I'm going to fuck these terms up. The LCL, the LJL, and fuck, I can't remember the last one. But it's like the three of the better minor region teams. And they're arguably the two weaker of the, the major region teams. So I could see an upset happening in Group B. And then you like mean, TL. You mean Cloud9 for plans? What, what, what was I saying? TL? Sorry. The, yeah. Sorry, okay. C9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> C9 and beyond are in the tougher of the group with the minor region teams. And if an upset happens there, they will have to play the second place team between LNG and Hanwha, which is probably Hanwha. So you have to beat Hanwha to make the group stage if you get upset in the um, the group stage, which is pretty fucking scary because it's a single round robin best of one. So I, I would look at group B as a potential upset spot. Interesting. Okay, so... Japan so the LGL, sure. But do we generally... Uh... Do we generally agree with the sentiment that Hunter T got fucked by group draw, <laughs> I guess? Or is it just like it's really tough with the current format to like end up in a group that is easy? I mean, I mean, I, I would say just like seed one and 800 Thieves and seed two TL, like which place would you rather be in? You know, I think yeah. everyone would pr prefer group D. So I don't know. I, I definitely <laughs> think it's I think it's like fair to say it's uh not you know i don't think we rolled high on this one yeah it's unlucky unlucky but i mean that doesn't i mean that's just because you got gel to hard group it's you know it's not it's if not it's always you know it's not always the worst thing you know you get a chance to get some dubs against opponents that are uh you know you're when you're supposed to when other teams are stronger and you get a chance to upset them it's a really good like mental place to be in in competition so i guess if it was a d20 you rolled a two Something like that. Something like that. Hey, thanks so much, Hollowed, for the uh, call. Is there anything you want to say before we take a quick break? No, sir. I'm not going to scum shout out my, uh, my stuff as I normally do. Just want to thank you guys for letting me on and hope you guys have a great night. Shout out to your sponsors, Game Fuel and Alienware. Um, I personally have an Alienware. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I've never had any problems with it. It's worked great for me. But other than that, appreciate you guys letting me on, and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Speaking of Alienware, to talk about Alienware, uh, 
I just want, I know I've mentioned this previously, but just in case you guys have not heard, or maybe you forgot, the Alienware games are happening right now. Please go to Alienware.com slash Travis and click the banner up at the top and check them out. Even if uh, you're unsure about it or you haven't heard about it before, uh, doing so really helps uh, the channel and helps uh, the support that I get from Alienware. So clicking through Alienware.com slash Travis, clicking on that big banner up at the top that says join the Alienware games. It's going through uh, October 7th, and then they have finals on October 23rd. But it's a really cool way for you all to participate in something cool. You don't need a team. You don't need to be a pro or whatever. It's open to all sorts of different people and you can compete in League of Legends, Fortnite, Valorant, and Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, complete, you can complete challenges in any or all of the games to score points. And there's a weekly ladder board, or sorry, leaderboard that you are uh, climbing and you basically get prizes along the way. So it's just really cool thing that you can, you can join up and compete in. Um, and it's, it's always kind of fun. I mean, I am terrible at games, but I will say that I would encourage you if you ever have the chance to compete in something like this, to go for it, even if you are not, you know, somebody who you think is completely stellar at these, these things, because it's, it's always kind of fun to sort of test yourself and see how you do. So again, alienware.com slash Travis, there's a link in the description of the YouTube video if you're watching the VOD. Uh, but if you are online right now and you're watching live or you're listening to the, the show, the audio version or whatever, please go over and check it out. Uh, thank you so much to Alienware for their support of the show. Uh, we love so much of what they do or they, we love everything they do for the show and they help us with so much of what we do. So it's always great to partner up with them. Okay. Uh, Mark, you want to go grab our next caller? Oh, he's already off. Thank you to X Adam X for the 10 gifted subs, almost Mexican for the resub, uh, Kanoke for the year and a half, sexy brioche, St. Louis Slayer 24, 39 months, uh, XO, XO, I mean, I can never pronounce your name. XO for the 11 months says golden glue is hot. And, uh, it looks like the OG Kush is returning the show. OG Kush, where are you calling from? I am calling from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Very good. What do you want to talk about on the and show tonight? Oh, my hot take for tonight is that NA will not win a single game in the main group stage. Sorry. Okay. Uh, not, so would you say idea? you're saying not a single game? Yeah, zero games. Yep. Okay. You're going zero and eighteen in groups. Has that ever happened? No, it's ever happened. No, 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 no. Not even close has that ever happened. Uh, yeah. That. So are you are you taking bets? Are... <laughs> um, am I taking bets? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not as uh, not I'm not a super uh, super wealthy person. I got. Uh, not not too much money to bet. But, Maybe uh, this is how you get wealthy. Is by going to about to put his whole on, life savings on, on the yeah, line yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Kush. Good odds on this bet. Kush. Yep. Uh, I'm not a betting man either. This is just a hypothetical question. Kush. Uh, yeah. But if you'd like to continue the hypothetical question, please message Goldie. You guys want to find like a notarizer? Kush. Okay. So in this scenario, just out of curiosity, does C9 make it out of plans? Yeah, yeah, they 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 make okay. plans, but once they get to Group A, they're not winning a single game. Okay, okay. I so quite frankly, I mean, I have a hard time with this anyway. But I feel like it's more believable if you only have twelve games for this, to, you know, for all the losses to occur in groups. 
But yeah. but you, now you were getting to 18 games when you're letting C9 get out. So I just even like a fluke or something like that uh, messes with your your prediction. So yeah. I why are you so yeah, confident? I mean, in that? Uh, okay, so we'll just we'll start we'll start at the top with Group A. I mean that's it's uh, by far the strongest group of the uh, of the tournament, and I just don't. Like I don't know. Like if you're telling me that Cloud Nine's gonna take a game off of Damage Rogue or FBX, uh, Rogue. I mean Rogue too. You have the the um, LEC the LEC uh, MVP inspired. Like it's uh, you're telling me that uh, that uh, King of Scuttle Crabs uh, Blabber's gonna 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 take it home for us against the LEC MVP? No, I don't think so. I, don't think I mean, so. they that they group, won games at MSI, right? Like this is it's not. Yeah, it's King of Scuttlecrabs, maybe, but we we also lost to uh, like uh, OC or yes, whatever to Travis's is point. You're saying that they can't win a game, but they yeah, yeah. literally beat some of the other teams in that tournament that moved on yeah. and made finals. Yeah. They they beat them in best yeah, of one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, uh, but I'm I just I'm telling you, it's 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 not looking good. It's, it's, okay. It's well, apparently it's looking okay. terrible. If if we're now, okay, just remember what OG Kush said. Okay, let's One go to group group B. Group B. Group B. Yes. So this is this is the one that's looking a little tricky for me because of the plain representative that can neither be um, LPL or LCK. This one. Okay, maybe I can see under thieves. You know, pick possibly picking up a couple games against the playing representative but edg lpl champions they're looking like a powerhouse lck had a pretty formidable or lck's t1 had a pretty formidable standing against damon kia and they're also looking really strong um have you watched a single game of beyond gaming be beyond gaming no 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 so the I'm other not, team I'll that you're saying 100 thieves can't beat you haven't even watched a game of theirs no, no, no. That's that's the one. That's the one <laughs> spot where you where you where you where you where you may where you may have me here. That's okay, why that's okay. why I said you know okay. Okay, that's that's where I'm that's where I'm that's where I'm reaching a little bit. All right. Okay. No, do you I'm want to change your your prediction to the only games that it? For us. Let's, let's end group <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Listen, listen, listen. You got You got You got to go a hundred, hundred or zero, Travis. That's what. Okay. That's group D. Respected, all right. Group, yeah, group D. Group, group, group. You're careening Wait, we, for we the pavement, head first. Let's we, go. We, yeah, we, we didn't do Group C, Travis. Come on, I mean, you get a scoop. Oh wait, no, there's no NA teams. Group right, C, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a little, okay, okay. We're, but we're if an NA team was in Group C, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Very clearly, there's not going to be any NA teams winning in Group C. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. That's a fair yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, what Group can D. I, what can I say? That's a 200 IQ take. Uh, Okay, Group D. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, Gen G style matches up really well with Team Team Liquid's uh, style. They're just like a way better version of Team Liquid. So I don't really see them taking the game off of them. Mad Lions, of course, LEC champions look super super strong. And then they'd have what? Uh, um, this is uh, the LNG. LNG. Yeah. LNG. Yeah. LNG. Yeah. And I mean, any top four LPL team is is better than anything that we'll send internationally so I it's pre pretty pretty safe to 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 bet on uh, the strongest league in in the world 
What makes you think that uh, TL matches up poorly against Genji? Yeah, I want to hear this. Let's, let's tell me about what is TL style, what is Genji style, and why does Genji style do so well versus TL style? Yeah, I mean, they're both like... I mean, it's been like this for, for both of these orgs for a good amount of time, but they're like they're like pretty pretty uh, uh, slow, pretty slow play style, and like I, I'm just I'm just thinking, like if you if you if you have a team that like generally plays like pretty slow, you're you're kind of just taking advantages from your lanes, and I'm just like thinking like toe to toe laners wise across the board, it's like it's pretty favored for Gen G maybe not top side but like uh, like if you've looked at genji for i don't know for a, a good amount of time they've done really well at playing weak side top and just snowballing the game elsewhere um through through ruler obviously um okay and it's just uh yeah i don't i don't know it's, it's I, I was, can, can i have a question can you name all the players from Jinji and TL. Yeah, I can. Um, so BDD is the mid laner for Genji. Um, ruler is the support. Life is the oh, sorry, not ruler support. Ruler's the AD. Life is the support. Um, and then uh, Clid's the jungle. And what Rascal's still the top laner? No. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm, I have confidence you can say the team liquid one. I have two two directions I want to take this. One, so Group B, do you do you want to change your prediction to to say that Hundred Thieves could take a game off Beyond Gaming, or you just you're you're not you're gonna you're gonna stick <sighs> with the you can go one like, fifteen and I'm, still have this take count. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If I can. If okay. Uh, um, since you guys are the rule makers, I'll I'll take that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna game. allow you to go to one. We've we've convinced you at least to to give us one win. So and one baby, we're on the board. Uh, yeah, yeah. We can only beat Beyond Gaming. Okay, so so uh, here's where I'm gonna throw this to to Mark and uh, Golden Glue. Which for each of you, which if if North America was to pull a TSM, uh, or a team was supposed to pull a TSM, which group would they most likely to, to do this in? If you had to bet money that one of the, the team's TSMs uh, TL. would TL in group D. Yeah, okay. if they get LNG in their group, I think the whole group, like, they could just lose to all of them if they get LNG. Well, I think if, I think we, like like OG Kush says, we're beating beyond, so um, not going to happen to us. Okay, so t it's so funny because because yeah. wouldn't you say as well that TL might also have the best chance of getting out or no? Yeah, I mean I think so, but I also think that we're talking about if a full like can't win any game, right? I yeah, they have the highest variance in this group. Right, where I'd say like you could, you you could put like, uh, I don't know, like you could maybe say all the teams were going to be better than TL, but by what margin, right? Where then I I feel like. When you're playing like like hundred thieves versus EDG, right? You're playing against EDG. You're playing against like a Titan team, but maybe you can you know Achilles heal them or something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I I actually agree with you. It's funny because like if you get LNG in the group, TL is the fourth place team in that group. Whereas for Group B, let's say you know like hundred thieves will be the third place team. And like I feel like the gap between Rogue and C9 isn't going to be that massive. 
even if Rogue is 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 better, even. Um, so like the chance of zero six in both those groups is is lower than if LNG shows up and Genji and Matter actually as good as you say. But to your point, like the top end of Group A and Group B are Titan tournament favorite types. So actually getting out over them is harder. So in that sense, I actually agree that Group D is also the most likely to go zero six as well as the most likely to to get out for TL. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, on some actual points about. 100 Thieves versus Beyond Gaming, assuming they go in there. Beyond Gaming, if you remember Doggo from MSI, he's he's nuts and he's really good. But it actually matches up well with 100 Thieves Strength, where uh, the jungler, I'm blanking on his name. I need to look it up. I'm, I'm forgetting. Closer. I watched so many fucking bots. No, I remember Closer. <laughs> he fucking trolled. <laughs> uh, the Beyond uh, jungler. Uh, God, Husha? Damn it. Twitch chat with my Husha, yeah. Um, like they they they're really good, uh, but that actually matches up well for 100 Thieves strength of FBI and uh, closer and stuff like that. So, like I actually think that in that sense it works well for 100 Thieves that you're not like needing to worry about getting turbo gapped in any position. Your strengths line up. Doggo looks super legit from MSI, but like FBI hasn't been, as far as I'm aware. I don't think he's made worlds before. I need to double check that. Um, but you know like this will be a good test for him, but I think he'll, he'll be fine. So I actually feel pretty confident about them in that head-to-head -head matchup. And a similar thing when we were talking about TL versus Gen.G, like, Rascal's really good. I was hyping him up a lot last year. I think he is actually a really good player, but um, they don't play around him, which is something I, I can agree with the caller a little bit. I think TL is a lot more aggressive than they were in um, previous iterations of international TL. I expect roaming core JJ. I expect them to say... Buck trying to beat ruler and lane, you know, like I don't think they'll mm -hmm. go that game plan. Um, and I think they'll attack topside and like maybe Gen G is not equipped or like as good at playing that play style. Maybe you can you can grab a win there with like some really aggressive like TF Camille or Jace or some like, you know, it's just snowball through topside game plan. Um, I can see all that happening for, for like ways that they find wins uh, for those two. Very good. Well, OG Kush, thank you so much for the call. Uh, I, I'm not don't I'm not thanking you for the comments I'm gonna get on the YouTube video later about how okay, the show is listen, a parody or something. Listen, Travis, just just to just to throw this out there for how to interpret my take. If you want to know, one of two of my previous takes were that last year's Worlds was the best chance of TSM making out of the groups when G2 like we didn't know whether they were a good super team or not going into their first MSI where they did really well. I said that they were overrated. So, you know, say that what you will, how this relates to my take, but uh, you know, maybe it's not a bad uh, chance for your NA after all. I like this big brain. You're yeah, always yeah. wrong. So you're, you become negative on yeah. NA. What, 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 what can I say? Yes, this is I good. Say? Thank you. Anything you want to shout out yeah, before we so. go on to the next caller? Yeah, let's shout out to Dorado Gaming Esports, the most elite amateur organization out there. And uh, uh, that's that's it. Thank you so much for the call. We'll catch yep. you next time. All right. <clears throat> Off to the next caller. Uh, thank you to Tom Shu for 34 months. Uh, Fanboy HS. Humblebee for the Prime, Einscrub Vaults for the 19 months, Blitz for 9, EP, thank you for the 2 years, and Nemsec for 49 months. Oh my god, one month away from 50 months, that's insane. Oh, we're doing all the negative ones in a row, apparently. Oh boy, yeah. okay. Well, who's the person that's pulling all these right. uh, in this order? I don't know. 
Definitely. <laughs> We've, Golden Glue, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. our producer is really struggling. True. Your boy Smuck is here. Your boy Smuck, where are you calling from? Uh, I am calling from the Stockholm region of Sweden. The Stockholm region of, of Sweden. Okay, so yes. you're not in Stockholm, but you're in the region of Stockholm. Uh, yeah, I'm in the region. Of, I'm in the vicinity, you could say. Okay. I like Stockholm. I, I throw I a rock really hard. Nice. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about really on the show? Really hard or really far? Really, really hard. But I would assume if I throw it in the right direction, it would travel towards Sweden. You definitely have to throw it in the right direction, right? You could throw a, hot, a rock really, really hard at the ground. Well, it's maybe he's above it. Sweden. You don't fucking know. Maybe yeah, he's like yeah. in a cloud city. Yeah. And... <laughs> in the yeah. region. That's why he can't say he's in the clouds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, how do you even describe that? Just like, I'm just above him. He's just circling in a zeppelin. Okay. Uh, what, what do you want to talk about on the show? I want to talk about how I think C9 at best has a 50% chance of making it out of play-ins. And I ah. think the two people, the two teams that will win above them are DFM and UOL. DFM and UOL. Um, okay. Can I ask you what's your favorite anime? Um, probably Death Note. But that is besides the point. This has nothing to do with my like or I've never the, heard. Like, never heard of an LJL fan that didn't like anime. Ah, uh, well, touche. All okay. Right. Uh, do, you, do you want me to explain? Yes, yes, please explain. All right. So we cast your mind back to last year at MSI. And what team was having a good time or at least an even time against C9? DFM. Which team in this amount of time has only gotten better? They have actually gotten their actual support rather than their coach? DFM. Uh, which team has not been looking better but in fact looking worse over the past half a year c9 now i do believe that is pretty self-explanatory to as to why i think dfm will do better than c9 at worlds this year yes the, yeah. you, you mentioned two teams oh yes uh i i haven't gotten to you well i figured you want might want to push back on that. No, no, no. Go, go ahead for UOL and we'll, we'll tackle them together. All right. When it comes to UOL, I mean, uh, the uh, Russian League has historically been a really good team in play-ins. They have um, still have their good top laner boss who has shown that he is world's caliber. Um, they have Ananasik, who is probably the best jungler in Group B if I had to think of it in terms of play-ins. And I just don't think anybody on C9, um, except for maybe Sven, has a favorable matchup in the uh, UOL versus uh, C9 matchup. Didn't you all, weren't they really disappointing at MSI? They lost. did not have a good showing. They, so, okay. they lost a Pentanet. So they did. hey, you you put respect behind Pentanet's name. Okay, you know I lost Yeah, they're a great team. All right. Uh, so here's my question for you, caller. Before I throw you to the wolves, um, well, you you talk a lot about like looking at Dead FM and their MSI performance 
and then sort of like the last couple of months. You mentioned UOL, UOL, but it feels like you're ignoring their MSI performance, and I haven't heard anything from you about like, ah, and just so you, people don't realize that they actually upgraded two of their players or they whatever they had. It came out that they were sick at MSI or something. So why, why the UOL like faith? Uh, well, okay, I would put it this way, right? UOL has a very specific play style, which is they uh, have a lot of wacky, uh, so to call it, a lot of wacky picks. They have very unique play styles that I don't think are easy to prep for. Whereas when I look at C9, I think they play uh, kind of a standard game, uh, which is one. Uh, when I look at their one lane that I think they are like actually just straight up better in, uh, that being Sven, Sven over Arugnad, I do not know how to pronounce his name. Uh, it is primarily through t traditional ADCs, but recently I feel like we've had an upspike in uh, mages in the bot lane and untraditional bot laners that I don't think they are going to be able to have any clear uh, win condition. I, don't, I do not see um, a clear win condition, but I will admit the UOL one is probably the more sketchy of the two. The one I feel le yeah, less confident I, about. I respect the Dead FM reasoning, uh, not just because I've I've heard it from you, but also last week on, on Rift Reaction, Emily was also pretty concerned for C9 and Group E, uh, and, was a, and admittedly she is also a big anime fan, to Mark's point, but... Uh, <laughs> But the but it does feel like Dead FM could be like a, a decent threat in in the plans, even even though obviously these are uh, fiestas. You so know, you know, back back when we actually like when we made when Kana made semifinals of Worlds, I'm pretty sure we lost to DFM in plans. Like even the year that Kana when we beat Africa Freaks, I, if I remember correctly, we lost to DFM. I remember. Losing to Zigsmith when no one was playing Zigsmith. I need to double check this, and I'm going to make this is just me shooting from the hip and pure feeling, but I would guess that C9 versus DFM is actually one of the most consistent rivalries in international play cross region. Maybe I feel we, like, no, actually, no, I think we did actually win the game, but we were losing the whole time, and then we like, we like, luckily won the game. I yeah, Twitch, Twitch, Portillo's in the chest is almost to them. I remember, C9 did win against uh, DFM back in the day, I think it was like, but then, game. I mean, it was, a, it was a tough time because C9 also during that time had to go the full five games versus Gambit, I think it was, or something. Yeah. I remember. So, e either way, um, DFM versus C9, I feel like happens every fucking international tournament now. I would I would hazard a guess that it is the the most games played between two teams internationally, uh, nearly if not actually, more than Fnatic RNG. No, maybe not. Maybe there, maybe there's one of those. But those guys, I would have to check about like best of fives and stuff too. Um, Hasn't TL and G2 VGT1? Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot. I'd have to check, but like shooting from the hip. At least for playing teams, it's definitely the case. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm making shit up. Anyways, on to the actual analysis. I this is your plans caster, everybody. Tune it, tune it. The world. Our Next prep week. meeting is tomorrow at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm gonna bring this up. And I'm gonna be stats person. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is a gut check. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I would say, but honestly, don't put too much shade on the plans teams. You know, like we we went to five games. Uh, we went, who did we go to five games against? Was it Gambit? 
I, I thought it was Gambit. I'll Gambit. double check. It, it was Gambit. Yeah, we went to, we went to five games with Gambit, and uh, <laughs> we almost didn't make it to groups, but then we made it to semis. You know, it was like so. I don't know. Don't put too much. A lot of people like to just count out the the playing team, but they're legit. Um, I'll well, here's that, and I think. Oh, go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say to Travis's point, I actually kind of like the reasoning about DFM. Um, you know, the the support. I can't remember his name. The coach, uh, Kaz, I feel like it's Kazu. I'm gonna fuck it up. Kazu. Oh, no, it's Kazu. I got it right. Sick. Uh, he he did an admirable job for subbing in, but he's not supposed to be their main guy. So you know, expect to upgrade in the bot lane. Um, and their soul laners are really nasty. Um, so you know, it's definitely a concern. I think for C9. But I totally don't agree with your reasoning at all about saying that unicorns of love, like they go toe to toe, one to one against C9 players. Like, I don't understand how you can say that boss and fudge go toe to toe or no man's versus perks is toe to toe. Do you believe fudge is just straight up better than boss? Yeah. How did it, I, I don't remember how. Uh... You well did at MSI, honestly, but I remember thinking. Terrible. Boss... Didn't Boss do pretty good though? He was not terrible when the rest of the team was on fire. No man's played like the worst international tournament of his life. Yeah. Um, and and meantime, Fudge was hulking out during MSI. He was actually playing so well. I mean, and he continued to play well during during summer. I don't think there's any way Boss can go toe to toe. Like if it's totally isolated. Now you can talk about like team play and like all these other things, but because this is the point you made, that's why I'm contesting it so much. That one one to one that Fudge isn't better than Boss or Perks isn't better than No Man's. I just can't can't agree with it all. The the format though sends. I think you mentioned this earlier, Mark, and I remember we talked about it previously. But if if C9 doesn't make it out first in their group, which like maybe Dead FM could, C9 would have to enter the bracket stage, right? And then they face. Yeah. If they get second, it's still probably fine because you're going to assume Hom was getting second. So you would play three or four. Three. The way it works is the two two seeds go on opposite sides of the bracket, and then you play the winner of three or four from the other group. So oh, okay, okay, okay. If you make it as two seed, you're probably still fine. If you end up three or four, then you're probably going to have to play Hanma after you beat the other person in, in a best of five. Play two best of fives. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's why, to the caller's point, if you... Uh, caller, are you just saying that Beyond Gaming is better or worse than C9? Is that why you're not talking about them, or, or why I've had uh, not? I, I, I'm, I have. Here's the thing: I have heard people talk and hype about Beyond Gaming, but I personally don't know enough about them to speak on them. Uh, but if they are as good as people say, I think Beyond Gaming is going to get second in the group. Uh, I think Dead Nation Focus Me is just straight up the best, second best planes team right now uh, after LNG. So I think Beyond Gaming would nab the second spot. And in that case, I think it would be a fight between C9 and uh, UOL for the third spot. In which case they would have to fight against uh, Hanwha Life, yeah. And that I think is a toss up. Imagine and, Perks um, goes out and plans. <laughs> That's an interesting first year in North America. Um, okay, so so, caller, do you remember Doggo from PSG at MSI? He was like a really nuts eighty carry. He was just like doing crazy shit all the time. I, I the the name um, reminds me, but I do not remember specifically who it is. No. Well, 
he's really good and he's beyond gaming's AD carry and like their main player. So uh I I'm I'm pretty scared of them, to be honest. I think they're good. I, I'm not as worried about the solo laners per se, yeah. but um I, I, think jungle thing, season. I, th I think something that is important to remember is that play-ins is primarily uh what's gonna decide the seed is primarily gonna played through best of ones which is where i think you will well are going to be able to actually get ahead of c9 um is that they have uh, historically been using more wacky lanes they have been using more uh, champions that people okay. wouldn't think about well let's let's move on from ul i just want to wrap this as golden glue gets up i have a question for him unfortunately so hopefully he returns but mark what okay so the caller is giving 50 50 chance that cloud nine makes it out what are your what's your percentage chance that cloud nine makes it out 85 percent. okay so you're giving them a 15 percent chance of not making it i think there's a, a good chance a, i would probably bet on them being the best team in the group as like the most likely outcome not like it's a majority but like a plurality of my percentage points i would give to them being the best team maybe that's like a 30 percent. right and then i'd give like 20 five percent that they're the second best team in the group and beyond's better and then i maybe gave like 15 percent chance that they're the third best team in the group and they have to you know that that dfm's also better i don't think there's any way that ul is also better than them <laughs> i think ul is probably the weakest team in that group potentially i haven't watched enough games of i also don't know how to say their name yet the gala stras gala stray gala I, I gotta watch how they're I gotta watch not on 2x speed to actually understand what they're, what they're <laughs> yeah I love the idea of you're just casting and saying everybody's team name Collateral twice as fast uh, uh, yeah yeah alright so, Golden Glue I, I what do you think the chances C9's are C9's probably getting out alright well we lost Grayson he didn't even explain where he was going he just wandered off with this take so I'll ask him when he gets back you want uh, to bet it's food when he comes back? What's that? You want to bet it's food when he comes back? Oh, that's probably a good idea. He's probably he's getting Grubhub delivered. Uh, your boy Smuck, thank you so much. Oh, I see him coming back in the reflection. Here he comes. And oh, so here's one of the people are saying. Even if we get third place, Hanwha is not like that like god tier of a team. Their top side is kind of bad. Golden like, Glue. Morgan, Morgan's really bad. I was I was asking you about. Well, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the percentage chance is that Cloud Nine gets out? Because the caller said fifty percent. Oh, are you muted? I, we can't hear you. Oh, I'm muted. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say my initial reaction of Cloud Nine getting out. I put it at like sixty-five percent. Oh. Hello. I mean, I think that the teams are teams are not like uh, I, I don't think anything's a sure bet in BO1. So I think I would say they probably have like I mean maybe sixty five, maybe seventy, but like I think they have a high percentage chance, but like definitely not a sure sure bet. Mark are you saying them... that's to get out in first, or is that to like get out of the group entirely? Because they could in theory get out second and then win a best of five, or they could get third. Yeah, chance that they escape that they make it to groups. Chance that they make it to groups. Yeah, I'd say it's like sixty five, seventy percent. Oh yeah. boy. Okay. Well, 
There we go. People in the I'm chat already say, like, why do they entertain here. conversations like this? I'm like, guys, this is why. It's exciting. It's cool. Your boy, Smuck, thank you so much for the call. We'll see how things go uh, in, I guess, next week. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh, yeah, uh, always a shout out to Game Fuel and uh, Alienware. Please open up some Game Fuel in Europe. I want to try it so bad, but I cannot. Very good. Well, hopefully they, they end up getting that to you eventually. Thank you, your boy Smuck, for the call. Yep. See you. All right. Um, uh, before we get the next caller, I was going to ask Golden Glue a question about the C9 chances because uh, one of the things that people were talking about, and I feel like we have to, I have to ask the question, is should C9 int group stage a little bit to be able to try and knock out Hanwa so that they can get a better group placing in the group stage potentially? So then you have to play against Hanwha, and you have to play against Chovy, right? So that's like part of the whole plan. You're going to lose to them, or you're going to lose your group to then play a best of five that you have to win, then play Hanwha in a best of five so that you can hopefully get put into group C where you play Fnatic, PSG, and RNG. That seems like one of the things that it just happens, and then afterwards everyone's like, this is the big brain move that they were doing this whole time. And... All the players, like, they just lost. They just got shit on. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here trying to do for sure. I don't think, I don't think anyone, I don't, I don't think Cloud Nine's like, yeah, I really want to play versus Chovy. Like, that's who I want my, like, I want to put the life on the line versus Chovy at, at fucking Worlds. Definitely feels like. Respect, definitely feels like it would feel worse to not make it out of play-ins than to like do better in your group i don't i feel like yeah uh okay shall we move on yeah sorry i'm the next caller no you're good you're good okay thank you to shippo 90 for the 16 months and meshbeard for the six golden people want me to give golden glue victory caller of the night he's not a caller he's a guest but people appreciate his takes uh, I appreciate it. Where'd you wander off to, Golden Glue, earlier? Oh, um, I went to get some more water and light some candles, you know, set the mood for the, the final hour with Travis Gafford. Wow, thank you. I appreciate that. So, so nice of you. I hope we get a call in soon for you. Hey, Pixlal is here. Pixlal, where are you calling from? Uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. South Dakota. I'm going to turn you up because you're kind of quiet. Sorry, uh, I if you, speak a little louder. Yeah, if you can get a little closer. I've got you at 200% right now, but if you can get a little closer to the mic. Uh, yeah, let me, let me that's, check. That's good right there, whatever, okay. it was, whatever right. you're doing. What do, you, um, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, um, my question is coming from like the Academy and the LCSC, kind of in general, uh, directed towards Golden Glue, since he's kind of been in the LCS and the Academy scene for a few years now. I, I wasn't even aware he was the 100P Academy coach, so this makes it even better. Um, but how do you think with the new iteration of the Proving Grounds, how that is going to have a change to the LCS Academy and the team system, and how that'll have an impact on the LCS in the next few years. And I want to kind of extrapolate that and then go on to mention that the China getting all of the gaming restrictions that are going on, you think those changes could have an impact for both the LCS and younger players coming from China, as that's always kind of been streamlined for a while, as well as how Korea has kind of done that? Or is this kind of like a last-ditch resort, no matter how much effort we're putting into it, the American scene's kind of doomed because we've been behind the curve for so long. 
Yeah, well, I think it's kind of mind-blowing, the whole, like, the internet gaming thing that China, like, has imposed. And I gotta imagine that there's gonna be some kind of, like, get-around where you, like, sign in with your parents' like information or like there's just some you know way to get around it like i feel like trying to ban like all these 10 to like 16 year olds who all they do is probably like use computers all day like i feel like there's got to be a way for them to get around it so i i don't i wonder if it'll actually what i have no idea how that's gonna work that's honestly crazy to even think about um and for proving grounds, um, I, I think for well, and next year, like what academy is going to look like, it, it's a big question mark. I would say proving grounds overall was like a success. I think it was like pretty cool to be able to see like academy teams versus amateur teams, like let let other teams kind of um, do it their own way and see how it goes. And the, I mean, last last proving grounds amateur team did win the whole tournament, so they can definitely prove that you don't you can kind of like I, I do like the idea of like you just. You get good at the game, you band up with like four other your friends who are like also good at the game. Five, and like, five, let's try to five friends in a dream is what people used to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you know, or just like kind of do, take take control of it on your own. You know, like I think this guy's good. Let's try to let's play with him, right? This very like grassroots style of like esports. I think it's cool to have that alongside playing against academy teams, a more like systematic and formulaic um, system. Um, so I, I don't really know what Riot's going to do with it, right? Because Riot, I feel like, will definitely change something. I will say the one thing is, like, the Academy split was really long this year. Like, we were playing till, like, yesterday and uh, from January for the Academy team. And we had, uh, on our, on our offseason, we had, like, three weeks off, I think, um, the whole year, which is, like, pretty insane when you're working six days a week, practicing, like, all the time. I so thought I academy definitely... teams had like weeks off at a time. Wasn't that a major complaint? Was that if you did well early on, you like didn't need to keep playing or something? There was some big break. I so, thought. so like in previous years, like when I played in academy, there has been like really long breaks in academy. Like if you like lose or something, you'd be out for like months and months and months. And now it seems like they've kind of over uh, compromised the other way, where like. Yeah, I mean, it's been nine, like, basically ten months, and I've had, like, three weeks off. So it's, like, maybe a bit more than that with, like, a week before this program. But for the most part, like, yeah, I've had, like, three weeks off. So I don't know. I, I definitely think Academy system is going to change next year, whether they're going to do two proving grounds still. Like, I have no idea. But I definitely think it was good to see um, a bunch of new, like, names and faces and in academy and an amateur, so I, I think this year was like overall a success. This uh, this I did an interview with Greeley around the time of finals that I think a lot of people missed out on some of the stuff. I hope people go back and and watch it. But we did talk extensively about academy stuff, and one of the things I asked him about was the the status of potentially not having the teams, the academy teams, based in LA. Do you think that that would be something that would suck for the for academy because it seemed like it was something that they were leaning towards at the very least yeah i mean i'm definitely pretty opposed to that personally i think a lot of the the top academy teams and top just lcs organizations will probably keep their academy teams in la or maybe some of the like lower budget teams might go remote just because if you want to actually develop talent 
you need to like it, you get a better day of practice when people are coming in in person there's people like making sure you're just like taking care of yourself eating meals not just eating mcdonald's for every meal like actually living uh a healthy lifestyle so i'm pretty opposed to that because there's a lot less like it's a lot harder to get people's attentions when they're just on their computer screen you know you can't like go to a different room to do review like just just a bunch of like reasons um i don't know like what it's actually going to be like i definitely could see that happening i could see like a lot of possibilities happening with academy and i also think another thing is like best of twos we played best of twos in summer i think best of twos are a really good format like just getting more games in rather than just playing po1s for academy makes a lot more sense uh as a bit of a follow-up we talked a lot about it from the academy system perspective and like player development but do you feel like prospects are better for academy players as well moving into lcs with some of the changes to roster building that seems to have happened uh, in recent years compared to like immediately after um, uh, franchising started. Cause I know for a long time, players in Academy just felt like they were just stuck there fucking spinning their wheels, doing nothing because you were just okay. never going to get a shot. <laughs> do, do you feel like at least like the pers like maybe the five friends in a dream is still dead, but like, do, do you at least feel like, Hey, if I stand out, maybe like I can get onto immortals or, Golden Guardians or like anything like that? Or does it still feel pretty doomed for most people, you think? I think for a lot of like new players, it feels pretty good. Like, I think a lot of people saw just, you know, Blobberfish play Cloud9 Academy and then go in and like be MVP of the league, right? I think there's a lot of people wanting to copy that format. I will say that like in general, I feel like, and it's part community, part like, uh, um, it's like part community and also, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like in general, people underestimate like the older players the people who are more experienced, people think that they can't grow anymore. So I, I feel like if you're a new player, it's still like relatively like easy because just of the way that like the high mind works is like, oh, this player is new. So therefore it could be like a hidden gem kind of thing. Um, so I would say the path is to like, I don't know. It's, it it still seems hard for sure, but there's definitely like room room for room for movement. Are there okay? So I it's interesting because you mentioned the hive mind stuff. One worry that I've had for North American talent is that it does feel like we are moving further and further away from North American players on rosters. Uh, there's one team that is going to Worlds this year uh, that doesn't even have a North American player on that roster. Um, and I, I'm being a little tongue in cheek because I know that, uh, you know, we've had big discussions about like, well, if they've played in North America for a long time, someday, et cetera. But, um, I, in terms of North American talent, are you worried at all about, I don't know. I mean, a lot of teams wanted to lift the import rule this year. Um, so I don't know if you, you're worried at least for North American talent on that front. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely weird. It's definitely, that's a weird topic because like, personally, I don't really care too much where people are from, right? I just like, it's fun playing with the best talent. Um, like ideally, right? You want North American players in your, in your league, um, in your North American league. But I mean, I feel like that hasn't really been a priority for any of the orgs, right? Like every org has, you know, imported players for, for like five, six years now. And I, I do think there is like up and coming NA players I, to be excited about. Um, you know, like I think 
our roster is like, you know, Tenacity and Kimby play their first splits of Academy this year. And I, I, I think there are others I'm kind of blanking right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, I think it's kind of scary for NA talent. It, you know, it's like NA solo queue kind of sucks compared to the other regions. Uh, all, all the pro players have to play on 60 ping. The solo queue is like the worst out of any of the major regions. So it like makes sense that there's like, I don't know, less promising talent when you have the lower player base and like really shitty conditions to put play solo queue on. Right. Like ideally the pro players have really good conditions to play solo queue on. And then they're like, it makes, it makes practicing more fun. People will play more. And then that makes the up and coming talent better. But if like the pro players don't play that much because the, the practice conditions are really shit, they're really just like scrim and watch VODs, then those solo queue players don't get to play against who the best players are like in their region. So I don't know, just kind of fucked. Do you know, I, I, I don't know if this would be going too far ahead, but like with 100 Thieves, I know that like EG and other teams used to do this in StarCraft. Are they sending players to Korea if they think they're a promising aspect to boot camp them? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, all, a lot, all the people, and I honestly would recommend that to any person aspiring to be pro, like go to Korea and practice. I did that myself multiple times. I've done it like five times. I think almost every team or, or any end players, almost everyone talks about or considers going to Korea in the off season. Cause it's like, why, why stay in North America to play solo queue? You know, um, it's a little different. Maybe if you're like playing on like 14 ping, if you like live close to Chicago, maybe, but if you, you'll definitely get like the diamond players in Korea can lane better than the North American players in Challenger. So, you know, going to Korea is still the move. Picks, thanks so much for the call. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Um, I guess th thanks for the sponsors, Alienware and uh, Game Fuel, just for allowing you to continue doing what you've done. I followed you for ever since the Yahoo esports days, so I've been, been keeping track of you for a while. Uh, just appreciate you guys pumping out content like you do, uh, even on the rough times, like people are saying right now. Um, there, there, there's a light at the end tunnel, eventually. Thank you. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. It's it's been it's been a tough couple of years uh, from the the coverage perspective. So I appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good night. See. You. Uh, before we do the, the break, Travis, I have one more follow up question that's more personal, yep. Golden Glue. Before uh, we go back to other topics, this one's from Tom Shu in Discord, but it's just like I wanted to say it quickly before having to pull another caller. So apologies, Tom, but you're on all the time, so I don't feel as bad. Uh, what do you think about all these pros coming out of retirement, not just Bjerg, but Chachi and Nuke Duck, you know, is this like a long-term thing that pros take breaks and come back? Um, or is it like just a competitive itch that like people feel again? Um, you know, what, what is it you think that, that always seems to bring most pros out of retirement at least once it feels like, um, yeah, that is a good question. I mean, that, that is interesting. I feel like. Mm. Well, I think the thing, especially once you take time off, I I feel like there's a lot of like burnout in esports, especially and especially in esports. And when you take time off, you can kind of like decide, well, did I really enjoy doing this? Do I enjoy like not playing? Like, and you can kind of like more um, strategically go go about doing what you want, if that makes sense. So basically a lot of people become pro players because they're just like addicted to video games and they just like, 
become really good, but it's not like very strategic. It's not very like, you know, calculated of like, these are the things that I think are really important to be a pro player. And like, um, these are the, like the parts of myself that I'm going to work on. It's like, no, I'm just staying inside like 15 hours a day and getting really good. So then that kind of goes straight into their pro player career. And I think once you get a chance to like step back, you like stop playing for a while, you can kind of like, uh, oh shit, like that was a lot. I was kind of burnt out for a while. Um, but for the people who come back, they're like, yeah, I miss it. You know, like I, I want to be playing more. And these are like, the, this is the way I want to do it differently, whether it's like a different team, different players, like different environment or like different requirements for themselves. So I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't think any players who come back, come out of retirement, if like they're methodical about it, I don't think they'll really struggle, but maybe they'll struggle to like, I feel, feel like for the most part is like once you retire, it's like hard to even get on a team that you would want to be on. I think besides like for those special cases of like Bjergsen can go like anywhere he wants. Um, like I think a lot of players, if you retire, it's like kind of hard to just like go back into pro playing, right? Like, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's like super interesting. I'm, I'm like excited to see how it happens. But I don't think there'll be like, it's like older wash or something. Like, I, I mean, the whole thing of like, you know, players, you know, your watch at like 24, 25 is like so fucking ridiculous. Um, it's mainly burnout, right? So if you take a break to not be burnt out and you want to do it, then like you're going to have success and you're already like so far ahead because you have like whatever X amount of years of experience pretty much doing it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mark and Tom Shu for the question. Cause I think that was a golden glue, a, a great, a great person to ask that question. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Mountain Dew Game Fuel. We've heard it shouted out by so many people over the show. Thank you to everybody who's shouting them out. But uh, right now, I want to mention two things. One, uh, time is running out to get the Courageous Sherbet flavor that's available right now, limited edition. So go over to gamefuel.com slash Travis and use Travis at checkout to make sure that you uh, get a chance to try this because it's actually, I think it's S-tier flavor. I really like it. Um, I'm a big fan of it, and I would recommend people try it. I know it's kind of weird. You're like, what does a rainbow sherbet-flavored beverage taste like? But uh, I really, really like it. So highly rec recommend if you uh, if you want to go do that. The other thing is I am – I shouldn't maybe be announcing this yet because I'm still working on it, but I'm trying to put together a cool streaming event probably on Thursday uh, where I will be working uh, with some other people who are kind of like experts on different regions – uh, to do kind of like a world's preview stream. I know there's a lot of this content out there, but you know, we got we got to do it. Uh, in fact, even on Rift Reaction, I'll be talking to some people, but uh, trying to do something cool and live on the stream here uh, with Gamefield. So uh, no promises yet, but stay tuned and keep your ear to the ground because we're going to try to do that so that, you know, if you are not maybe following some of these other regions outside of North America, there's a great chance for you to, to tune in and Here's some stuff, and then I'll make sure that that gets over to the YouTube channel. So, uh, thank you so much to Gamefield. Keep keep an ear out for this, and, and you know, if we can't do it this week, then hopefully we'll be able to do something in the near future, because uh, Worlds is definitely coming up. So, thank you so much to Gamefield for sponsoring the show. Go check out Mountain Dew Gamefield. We love them, and yeah, we can go on. To the um, next also, I think I'm almost out of Gamefield, Travis. Give me more. I want more. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Uh, yep. I will type this. Do you want to try? I don't know if they. I can get you, but do you want to try the the zero courageous sherbet? 
Oh, he's already switched channels. Okay. Mark is Mark is off. Uh, Mark needs game feel too. He just told me live on air. This is me messaging. Uh, game feel. Okay. Meshbeard, thank you for the six months. And Bowen, thank you for the seven months. Oh, Bowen subscribed for seven months at tier one, but then extended their sub through April. That's awesome. Okay, thank you. Uh, hello, uh, Mark. Hello. And got, got, go swim a lap. Is that your name? Yes, it is. Very good. You're new to the show? Uh, watched a whole bunch. Uh, tried to call in one time before this, but uh, second time's the charm. Nice. Where, do you, where are you calling from? Because his, uh, his take actually had a ton of uh, interactions on it. So that's why I pulled it. Oh, like the, the chat wanted it to, yeah. or the, the Discord wanted it to come through? And it okay. was all, all in agreement, too. All in agreement. Okay. Well, where are you calling from? Uh, just outside D.C. in Maryland. Okay, Maryland. What what is this hot take, um, popular take? It's uh, having four teams from a region is terrible. A um, couple things, either we should drop it to three teams from a region, or we should allow multiple teams from a region to be in the same group. Um, if you only drop it to three, then what you'll have is more wildcard teams making it in a group stage. Uh, that'll be good for them. They'll get a lot of you know, experience. If you do uh, four, but you can still allow two teams, you could end up with like FPX and EDG in the same group. You can't say that wouldn't be amazing for viewership. Um, and then I kind of added one myself. Uh, you could up it to more groups and uh, that way you wouldn't be guaranteed to have a China and Korea in your group. Okay. So a couple things here. One, because I know this is where people are going to go with this. Is this a salty NA fan take who's just upset that Worlds is harder now? Oh, no. I mean, at this point, you watch the play-in groups with a lot of uh, hope, and then you watch the group stage with a lot of sadness, and then you have no nothing riding on the uh, the best of fives. So you're, you're, this is not born out of a concern that like the current system can't, like Worlds is too hard now or something like that. Oh, no. I mean, we we usually have at least one or two three and three teams, and uh, C9's in it this time, so we could still do uh, best of eight. Okay. Well, okay. I just, I'm trying to understand where this is born from. So why it's, don't you explain what, what your your current issues are? You provided some solutions, but tell me what the issue is with four teams from, from The region. issue is the last three years, eight teams have gotten out from China, eight from Korea, seven from Europe, one from every other region in the world. It does sound and like, actually, but when you say it that way, it sounds like it's a world's is too hard thing. It's if you're not China, Korea, or Europe, you're not getting out. And actually Europe, uh, six of their seven outs is G2 and Fnatic. So really, if you're not G2, Fnatic, China, or Korea, you you only have a two and 24 to get out. So yeah, it's a little hard, but it would it would make it so that more gambits would get into the best of eights. You'd have a lot more like dreams, like people making that miracle run. Is it a miracle if, uh, if... I feel like miracle runs need loser brackets, losers brackets. I mean, when you say that, that gambit was a miracle run. Well, I feel like a miracle run has to go all the way. I mean, they, that's 
the farthest I think an emerging region has ever gone, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the only time a wild card region made top eight ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I can buy the idea that a miracle run doesn't need to be top, like all the way, you know, just a team having a good, unexpected and just be clear, performance. You guys were talking about Albus Knox Luna, right? I'm not going crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. I was go. losing oh, my so mind for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. I, I understood what he meant too. My yeah. 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 I was pretty sure, but I just, okay. Sorry. Um, I was waiting for Twitch chat so that I didn't look like an idiot or an insane person where I was like, am I going and mad okay anyway sorry mark you were saying i was just saying that like i'm a little bit more down with the like miracle run just being like an unexpected push like you know the c9 semi finish was a bit of a miracle run yeah. that started in um plans and as golden we talked about earlier in the episode had some struggles getting there too you know like that was definitely a surprise to get out of that group and then win a best of five and stuff yeah i agree i agree with that sure. definition of the miracle run yeah. What about like the groups and like formatting? Because I definitely do think that, I mean, the world formatting is a bit archaic. And what, what are your issues with it, Golden Blue? Uh, I'm not saying I'm the person to fix it. I'm just saying it's been the same format for groups, for teams. You know, they haven't experimented with, I mean, maybe they don't want to experiment with worlds, but I, I feel like double for the biggest tournament in the world having single limb is not like the best you know that's just how i feel yeah i know i feel like we have uh double limb conversations every year and the concern is always just like how long worlds is uh i will say the only thing is that i've been thinking about this lately is like there's a lot of downtime after group stage and so i wonder if you couldn't do you couldn't like fill up those weeks with uh, with double limb. I think the only challenge is um, it's if you're going to travel to all these different cities, it gets really complicated because I think they need the downtime to move locations and to move to different stadiums and all that from a production standpoint. So maybe that's what the challenge is. Uh, but there are logistics. You know, I think uh, I would just say like I'm not saying I agree that the format right now is great. But when we talk about format decisions and changes, I think it's always important that people understand that like well, it's a traveling road show essentially. So we have to kind of figure out how to handle it that way. And I think to that point and Golden Goose's point about like ar archaic, I think if you're prioritizing logistics of the show over what the show actually is, then that's not a good reason to not change. Um, if yeah, everyone I... agrees, yeah, because if everyone agrees that losers bracket is good, Literally, the top four regions, all three, three of the four now have losers brackets. Back in the in the day when I defended not yeah. having losers brackets, I was like, well, you know, this is how the entire ecosystem of League of Legends seems to want to play it. But NA, uh, LPL, and EU have all put in losers brackets into their postseason runs, and so it's a little backwards to then to Golden Blue's point, not do that system, which three out of your four regions seems to think is superior in the biggest tournament in the world. That doesn't really make sense to me at this point. I so I am really on board with the idea of like I'm I'm gonna be less about like oh I don't want four four teams from these these big regions. I think I'm more on board with like throw out the format and reboot it um, or reset it because I I think archaic is a really good term for what Golden Goose saying because the the format was built at a time where. Esports was simpler. 
Yeah, and everything was very different from a from a, a a strength perspective. The ecosystems were different. The strengths of the regions were different, et cetera, et cetera. So I think doing something else would be good. And like, fine, I don't give a shit. Let's throw North America out. You know, like I, it's one of these conversations where like nobody wants to have a conversation about this, or nobody's allowed to have a conversation about this from North America because everyone will just go like, oh, North America, you guys are just upset. Fine, whatever. The playing teams, like, it's really difficult because, you you know, even in a world where somebody does make it out of plans, it just gets really weird if it's like, and now get, you know, crushed by these other teams in the group stage. Uh, I, I, I don't think that there's a lot of faith right now that, like, a Brazilian team is going to be able to take on, like, a number one and number two LCK and LPL team uh, anytime soon. So... It, it is kind of weird to just be like, and then we toss them out of plans and they watch them get massacred. So I I agree. I'm going to take the Golden Glue stance of I'm not the guy to fix the format and I'm not the one to like come up with a solution. But I agree that it's not ideal right now. Um, and, and I think perhaps the four teams from these regions are kind of illustrating it. So I feel like I, um, the proving grounds format. I don't for anyone who followed proving grounds. We're talk, they were talking. About, we're talking a little bit about it in chat. The proving grounds format is like really good. I think it's like insanely good. Sixteen teams. It's like auto seeded into BO threes that are double elim, and uh, you, it's BO threes for the first like I don't know four matches or something like that, and then top eight becomes like BO fives. Um, there's no group stage well you don't you have the whole league system to to seed everybody right yeah i mean i i think that's the seeding would be a little bit more complicated i would say like how exactly would you have like all the first seeds like draw for seed one i i don't know exactly how you would do the seeding that's definitely something logistically you'd have to like think out but the format of, of it's also just better because like there's just useless games and groups and there's just like useless games that don't mean anything towards the end of the week, right? Like when you have the format where it's like BO3s, BO5s, double elim, every match matters, right? Like every single team is playing for their like their tournament life, right? So I feel like it's just better that way. You do end um, up with less upsets though, if you do it this way. Like that's part of I the mean, reason group stage has been fun in the past is that BO3s, you get... it's just like two games, you know, it's like not the biggest difference. You can still have upsets in BO3s for sure. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the reason why people have enjoyed group stage and it's like hyphy in the beginning is because you have like the first four days where you things are still sorting out. And so one upset there feels really significant. Whereas I just think it's way less likely that you have like, wow, like you know lpl seed one just randomly lost to like the third lec team or something it feels like it's far less likely yeah, to occur. who knows but like fpx did not start super hot when they won the championship in 2019 2019 i think yeah 2019. Uh, yeah they struggled in group b they didn't look that dominant like maybe in that world if it was a best of three thing to golden blues point like they drop in the losers bracket and then they have this nuts fucking run you know um like that that would be super cool and i think you might see that kind of stuff. Maybe you don't. But at least, like, if you're the team that does play FBX and you get your butt pounded and you get dropped in the, lower, the loser's bracket, hopefully then you're playing another team that just lost as well and you have a more fair game that you get to play. Because right now, the wildcard teams on the main stage never play each other because they're in this, this like, pretty segregated system. Um, and so, you know, 
you don't get to like look good in front of the biggest audience because you're just literally playing all the teams above you. Whereas if you did a more a bracket like this, where okay, uh, Beyond loses because they're the weakest in their group, let's say, and let's say you know, Hundred Thieves loses or or someone else or um, excuse me, C9 loses and they go back in the, lo the lower bracket, then they get to play each other early, earlier on in the tournament and maybe pick up a win um, versus just like getting put punted into these groups where they get demolished. Um, yeah, I feel like also this like upset thing is like kind of weird. Like, who gives a fuck if a wildcard team beats SK or, or like T1? The wildcard uh, team's SVG. region. Let's just say emerging regions team. Beats no, 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 I'm saying that that region gives a sh uh, really fucking cares if they're. But team... then they're just out anyway. They lost to every other team. They don't make it to groups. Like yeah, they but it still game, but doesn't matter. Yeah, but they they really care about that. I I think if you're trying to argue that like. That wouldn't be more significant to them than like losing a best of three. Like the, those little moments, I think, really do add up, especially for the the emerging regions or wild cards or whatever you want to say. Oh, what, yeah, exactly. What if they won one game in a Bo3? How does that how does that change anything? You know, it's, I think it changes a lot. I think it's like we still that's a loss. Knock, knock a team out in a Bo3. If you win one game, it's actually more substantial than winning a Bo a, a one game in a B in a best of one double round robin. If I'm zero four and I win a game, it doesn't fucking matter. But if that's I'm, what I was saying. If you're zero four zero five, you win the one game. Yeah, but they're not always going to be zero four. Five zero, you're zero five, and you play versus them. It's like Travis. Sometimes you're up one zero. To, to your point, if they win a game early on in a in a group stage, that feels really good for them. You're right. Winning a game early on against EDG in a best of three feels really fucking good. You just need to win one more and you beat EDG. Like yeah. think about how that feels from their perspective in in a situation like that, even if they don't win the series. I I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. I just think that the the we took a game off them, especially earlier on, is more like it feels better than than the one game. Like, yeah, you get to ride that high in the best of three for approximately forty minutes or something until things things fall apart. Whatever. So, so let me tell you the high you, you beat them in a BO one and you're like, Well, that game didn't fucking matter anyway. Let's pack up our stuff and go home. Like, no, because high. because that's that's assuming that it's like the game on the final day whenever they've already been eliminated. Like I am thinking back to the world's group stages from and I don't know if we've had much of this in the last couple of years admittedly, and maybe that's because of the, the teams that are now in. But like I remember 2015, 2016, whatever, 2017 you would have these things where the first four days of groups, it would be like, whoa, like things are dramatically different than we expected because you had these best of ones and it drew a ton of interest and people used to talk about how, and I think still do, group stage is the most exciting part of Worlds because you have some some big upset that happens. I don't think that you get that if you, you get that excitement for about five seconds until they end up going two and one, or sorry, one and two. So you don't think there'll be any upset if you do BO3s? You don't think there'll be any upset? I think you're way like less insane. likely to have that happen. Way less likely to have those upsets happen by the nature of the fact that, like, that's what a best of three is designed to have, is, like, you are way less likely to have upsets when you add more more games. That's why people have valued group stage. Like, I'm not, there's a ton of people that are, like, purists that are going to come out and be like, I don't care, I just want to see the best teams and I just whatever, and, like, get the shit teams out as much as possible. But from I think from an entertainment product standpoint, that group stage is it really helps with that element. One thing, since we got a little off topic from the caller's point about the um, too many major region teams, to Travis's point about like, there's no more kabooms because like it's impossible for these teams to get through some of the situations where you have 
another LPL, another LCK team. Like the number of actual representatives that are trying to pull off these massive upsets, there's a lot fewer of them even making it. Though they can technically pull these off in, in play-in stage now. Um, uh, not as many people watch, and it's just like a, a less of a memorable thing that Mad Lions lost in play-ins than if they had gotten kaboomed. Like people still talk about kaboom. No one talks about Mad Lions. Yeah. I, I have a question... I'm not insane, right? This format can lead to a world where if you have four LCK and four LPL teams, quarterfinals is four LCK and four LPL teams, right? Yes, yep. it can. I mean, that's that's like the horror story, I feel like. like if that, And again, I know there are purists out there that are going to be like, that would be sick because they're the best teams in the world. But I think, from again, from a broader entertainment product, if you take worlds and after group stage you end up in a thing where it's like only two regions are left... Uh, like if you are Riot and you're designing this product to try to be like a a really big international event um, where you want a bunch of different regions to be excited and you narrow it down to like two, you know, same thing in a, in a bizarro world where that's, I would say the same thing about it if it was all North American, all European teams, right? Like it, it I think it feels bad if that's where you end up uh, in quarterfinals. And so I think that that's one sort of, horror story that could occur from this this situation where you do have four from these two regions. Mark, you look like you're about to say something, but I... No, I was responding to Raz in chat who was saying that MSI having three separate BO1 group stages made me want to break my monitor, and I just said, <laughs> lol. Yeah, I mean, that's... I agree that's a bit excessive. Uh, Ghost oh, yeah. Swim lap. What was your... Oh, yeah, you were you just wanted uh, there to not be four, four teams. I Again, I think... Oh, go ahead. As I say, if you cut it to just three teams for for China Korea this year, that means that Unicorns of Love and Detonation Focus Me get out most likely. And we've already had callers tonight saying that they think that they'll get out anyways. So that would just add more of these underdog teams that would create way better narratives. Also, instead of your 2016 All China Korea, 2017 All China Korea, 2018 was the weird one because to Europe and uh and an NA team but you know it's it's definitely been almost always China Korea and we just gave them two more teams and therefore a way higher chance of it being that again yeah and like like Mark said yeah you're just cutting out the the odds that a team is going to have one of these great runs yeah hey we're running a little over time so uh go swim a lap thank you so much for the call Sorry, we have to wrap up. We've got one more caller to go. Is there anything you want to say before we uh, go to our, our final call? Of course. Uh, shout out to Alienware. Shout out to uh, Game Fuel, specifically Cherry Burst. Uh, did the math for $1.91. You can guaranteed win a ranked game. You drink it in Champ Select, free win. Wow. Uh, that I just want to say that the opinions of him do not represent the opinions of us. And there's uh, I cannot legally say that that is what will happen that you're guaranteed to win. But if Ghost from the Lamp wants to throw it out there, I appreciate it. We love Game Fuel. Uh, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Okay, final caller coming up. Uh, thank you to the OG Kush who gifted a sub. Appreciate the the subscription. Mark grabbing the last call. By the way, thanks for coming on, Golden Glue. I appreciate it. I know we I did message you late in the day, but it's it's super fun to have you on. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a good, good, yeah. good time. Um, how? By the way, uh, here because we didn't get a chance to talk about it too much, and I know stripes might 
might not have that call. I'm not sure if Mark pulled it, but what, what was the experience like you had mentioned at the start of the show that it felt really good to, as a coach to, to, to well, pull this off. But, uh, what, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, I feel like going into proving grounds, especially since we were coming in with sub rosters, I feel like, um, there was like a really good opportunity for me to try to like, I guess, challenge myself as a coach to get new players in, um, uh, basically try a different, um, not a different way to run things, but just try running things with a different, different, like tools, I suppose, or, or like different, like different yeah, players sets. or tools is what you're saying. I understand. I mean, each player is, you know, they have their strengths and their tools. They have their, their power. You know, it's like some, some players are swords, some players are shields, some players are hammers. You know, there's definitely some like, you know, calling a, um, or just, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just teasing. Yeah. I'm teasing. Um, so I don't know, like to be able to actually win the whole thing with it, it, it felt really like really satisfying. Um, especially when I, like I watched the post game interview and God, Gumsu was like very, um, saying like nice words about me. I, I didn't know. It's really hard. I feel like to tell your effect as a coach, right? You, the players are playing and obviously I try to tell them everything I can about what to do, what to pick, how to play the game. But the game starts and you're just watching. You're just hoping that, you know, what you're telling them was right, that they listen to you, yada, yada, yada. Um, so when when I was able to, like, see the, I guess, fruits of my labor pay off in a very, like, clear way in Proving Grounds, it was, it was super satisfying. Um, yeah. So I'm very thankful for all the players um, for, you know, playing so well, being fucking Smurfs, and um, just also... Uh, like bearing with me because there's definitely um there's definitely what is that 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 phrase of like getting your green there's some like fishing phrase of like getting your green horn or something like that this must be a texas thing i've never heard this i watched a deadliest catch and there was like something like that um but basically like getting my bearings uh, for the first year getting your sea legs kind of like equivalent yeah of like becoming a coach because you definitely have way less control as a coach, right? You're basically just telling your players and hoping they're listening, listening, and then to to hear to hear that to hear that they felt like I did help them was very nice. Nice. Well, congratulations again on on the win. It's it's awesome. Stripes is here. Stripes, where are you calling from? Hello, I'm calling from upstate New York. Upstate New York. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I had two takes, but the one I got pulled for was. I believe that Korea is over is horribly overhyped and NA is horribly underhyped. Uh, my reasoning behind that is uh, outside of Dom One, uh, Korea has looked very uh, horrible. Like Korea's looked bad outside of Dom One. Even then, there's still flaws in the armor, and we saw that at MSI where C9 took a game off that Mad Lions drove them to five games. They're, they are uh, beatable. And I believe that uh, we did send the three best teams we possibly could have in from North America and TL, 100 Thieves, and C9. Uh, and I can picture a world where I see three Western teams make semis, including MAD. But at the same time, I can picture a world where there are four LPL teams in semis. It's It's one of the weirdest worlds for me, but... I definitely think that Korea is 
nowhere near, by far and away, the second best region in the world. We all know LPL's one, but I think the title for two is under heavy contention. Who who would you say who would you say has it? You said it's under uh, contention, but who? LEC. I, yeah, I would have to say Europe. Uh, I've not been too excited about the depth Europe has had. Like this, like this year in particular, I've watched a lot of uh, LEC, LPL, and LCS, and so I've not been too excited for a lot of the depth that LEC has had. Mad Lions has, of course, been the shock and has looked like obviously the best team from Europe this year. Uh, G2 faltered, and that was a yeesh moment. Fnatic, uh, I think they made some right moves in in the midseason. Sure, so, well, you're giving me reasons why you think they, they shouldn't be number two, but you said you think they should be number two. Well, I don't think I don't think Korea is number two. I think NA can, as I, Freak said it best on the draw show. This is one of the best draw uh, draws we could have hoped for as NA fans. And even looking in Group A, I don't I don't think it's clear cut that Dom One makes it out because there's a. There's an obvious flaw in the armor for Damwon, and that's Khan in the top lane. And assuming C9 gets out of play-ins and goes to Group A, look at the top laners he has to go against. He has to go against Nuguri. Not only is he a better well, top laner I don't want to... Sorry, I'm a little worried about getting into like specific matchups yeah. of, of players. But okay. just to be clear, were you suggesting that NA could be the second best region in the world? Uh... They very well could be in terms of death. I definitely don't think like an NA team will be, uh, a like the top NA team will be above like Mad Lions or a few of the top LPL teams like EDG, FPX, and maybe RNG. But our average is higher, you think, than the yeah. other regions? So, so to yes. put it put it qualitatively. Let's say you know like there's a chance in your mind that North America will have the second best win rate of regions and groups lpl number one but then there's, there's a chance in your mind that that north america actually has the second best combined win rate yes how many what do you think the chances are north america gets out of groups i could i, I could easily see at, uh two teams but i think at least one team is going to make it out of groups and i would say that's like uh 80 percent chance obviously uh we it's clear cut that we think TL probably has the best shot, but uh, I do think Hundred Thieves is a team that could shock a lot of people. I don't. It's not out of the question that they're that they can two o t one. They can take down a minor a emerging region or beyond gaming or whoever gets in from play-ins and. On the right day, they might be able to take a game off of EDG. I don't think that they'll be able to take two games if if they both go five and one and go to a tiebreaker. But I do think that Hundred Thieves and TL are can easily make it out. And C is going to be. I think C is going to be a harder group for C9 okay. than uh, Group A will because of well, the win through top you need to do. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on to our. Our panelists here as they grade this take. Uh, you said at one point in time you said you could see three Western teams in semis, and and Golden Glue's eyes 
uh, bulged out of his head in that moment. Um, so I'm just drinking on that copium too. I, was just, <laughs> I didn't know I found a brother here. <laughs> uh, you got hit with the copium real hard. Your eyes rolled back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, well, let's let's start with Golden Clue then. Do you think at a baseline, let's let's not worry about NA being second best region potentially or whatever, but at a baseline Golden Clue, do you think LCK is overrated? I mean, it depends on who you ask, right? Like, where are we rating LCK? I'm asking you. Like, I would still put LCK. I mean, I still think LCK is fucking good. You know, like, they're still fucking good. You know, I would say the it does seem like LPL is, like, um, besides, to me, besides Damwon Gaming, I feel like LPL is, like, above LCK generally. Um, I think Damon Kia was like a kind of like special case where they're just sure. like really insane team from LCK. But I would still put like LCK above NA, like clearly. And I think with LAC, it's a bit closer. But, uh, you know, LCK is still fucking good. You know, they're still, they're still really good. Um, I, I do think like since, since they lost to Cloud9 in Worlds, like, couple years ago everyone's kind of just been like is lck like is the reign of terror over you know um and there's just like a new reign of terror and it's lpl and lck is how i feel gotcha I, I forget what stat i was looking at but it's like how often lck teams don't get out of groups and it's like a single team i'm pretty sure it's just like gen g from 2018 <laughs> you know it, it's something absolutely fucking bonkers like that and so like while their top end has become like less dominant um, you know they're still pretty handily the second best team. The most, probably the most consistent team, even or region, even recently. Yeah, for sure. The floor think, is really high. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, so I, I I don't feel comfortable at all saying that they are up in the air for losing their crown as second best. I think there's a period of time where where Europe, when G two was in their heyday, um, could make that contention, and maybe you know we'll see what happens, but. What I was gonna say is it's a weird world to claim that LCK is underrated because, or overrated, excuse me, because EU is going through its own like little mini revival right now or revolution, I guess you'd say, with a lot of the top teams um, like G2 and the older players not making it. Fnatic's not like the the powerhouse it was. Mad and Rogue um, seem to have been running it for most of the, the season there. Um, and so it does feel like it's hard to pin these new group of players down. Like, has the top just fallen? Have they actually overcame G2 at their height? You know, like, these are the kinds of questions I think a lot of fans are going to have. Um, so I just think it's a weird time to say that, like, oh, LCK is supplanted as the number two C team, uh, region right now while Europe is going through revolution and it hasn't showed off. And, and NA, no offense, hasn't done anything to show that they deserve to be put in that conversation. Yeah, so that falls in the final part of this, which is, is NA underrated? I think one of the big problems uh, NA has had is there were, like, over the past few years, we've had teams that have been good in NA. And I think last year, TSM going to Worlds is the cornerstone of that. I, when, like... When I watch LCS, I don't really, really root for a team. I don't have a team, but I root for... But when it gets to, like, playoffs and international qualification, I root for the teams that I think will have the best shot. 
Sure. And I'm sorry, sorry. So I'm trying to, to narrow in on just this final bit. Yeah, right? we're, we're running out of time. So let me okay, just, let me just throw my two cents to Travis's question. Um, North America is underrated in the sense that it's a punching bag. And people want to just shit on it and say 018 like one of our callers did. That's absolutely a fucking joke prediction. That won't happen. So, yes, it is underrated in that sense. But it is correctly rated as the weakest major region. Wow, I like when Mark gets so. Uh, wow, it's nine thirteen. That's time to go. I agree. Mark, I Mark was idea. you were late to the. Um, uh, Golden glue. Is North so, America underrated? I mean, I have the same. I think Mark said it well. You know, it's just a punching bag. So it's like, how can you be underrated when people already shit on it so hard? Uh, yeah, possible. Well, wait. How can you be underrated? Yeah, I don't think it's underrated when people shit on it it's already so hard, right? Like, people well, that would mean it. it's underrated because it's people already have such a low opinion of them that that you would you mean? Oh, do you think? Wait, I think I'm. You're thinking of overrated. Is it underrated? I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we got a zero eighteen. Yeah, like it is a punch back. I feel like it just. Put Mars opinion for my opinion. I have the same copy one. pasta. Like, okay. V control V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I I just the final little bit on this is like I get really frustrated when people are like, "Wow, NA shouldn't be allowed more." You know, three teams, and I'm like, "Well, look, there might become a time where like wild card teams start consistently beating us in plans or something like that, but we are still the solid number four for what it takes." Like I. It's there's not too much evidence that there's other regions that are significantly better than us. So, anyway, uh, stripes. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, no appreciate you waiting on the line for so long. Is there anything you want to shout out before we wrap up the show? Uh, of course, uh, G Fuel Alienware. Shout out to them for sponsoring Travis and making a great show like this possible. Uh, shout out to all the guys in the LAS. One of the uh, very very low elo amateur. Uh, leagues out there and uh, guys at Virgie Sports and Midnight Gaming. Uh, you guys you guys are awesome and that's pretty much it. Thanks so much for the call and we'll catch you next time. All right, peace. All right, that is the show. Uh, Mark, what do you got for us? What do you want to shout out? Nothing. What? You cut out. You heard all my... Nothing. Um, yeah, nothing. Shout out. Are you doing so... any world stuff this week? No. I'm well, rapping. I will say congrats on the casting gig. I think that's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Me uh, too. Golden Glue. What do you want to shout out, Mr. Victor Coach? Shout out to the boys. Shout out to Gamsu, Chad Jungle, Ryoma, Luger, and Poom for getting the dub. Shout out to 100 Thieves and Papa Smithy for uh, uh, supporting us. And yeah, that's a shout out to the fans, day one fans. I appreciate uh, you coming on the show. I really, it was really fun to have you on. I know we didn't get to talk as much about proving grounds, but it's still neat to to be able to highlight you guys after the the big win. So I appreciate it. Uh, for me, stay tuned this week. We've got some cool world stuff happening. Rift Reaction should have some special guests on it. We're recording uh, tomorrow, so hopefully you'll everybody who wants more uh, stuff to listen to, they can go check out Rift Reaction on Spotify. And uh, stay tuned. We'll, tr we'll tr try to give you guys as much of a heads up on whether or not we're going to do the show on Monday or Wednesday, or sorry, Monday or Tuesday of next week. But we'll let you all know. So thanks, everyone, for watching. This has been Hotline League, episode 190.